I was afraid that the struggle was going to go away. Yeah. And boy, did it not. Yeah, that's you know, good. It, yeah, it's just, a guarantee it does not. Yeah, go yeah, away. yeah. I can't believe that I. There was a moment where I, I that was a concern. I'm having crazy thoughts. Maybe one woman is more than enough. They're gonna lock me up My friends don't know me when I become It's been three days since I've seen her face Tell me why her taste is always on my brain It's been three Hello and welcome to Darken the Page, the podcast that asks lots of questions, but talks about the creative process with successful writers, songwriters, artists, screenwriters, painters, all these people, people that go to work every day and their job is to be creative and make awesome stuff because that is a hard thing to do. And I want to talk about their process. I want to talk about what they go through, their struggles, their triumphs, their uh, failures, their successes, all that. Um, And that's what Darken the Page is about. Today, I have my good friend Luke Wade on the podcast. Luke is a fellow musician of mine. Um, We're actually playing a show tonight in Encinitas, where I live in California. And so I wanted to get it out and uh, just publish the show um, sort of in celebration of that. Uh, We talked about, we talked last month, we were in LA together and I met him as an apartment and we were talking about um, just what it's like to uh, to have moved to LA. He moved there about a year ago. Um, we talk about a lot of um, what you know, what he feels is um, how he would have done his career differently if he could have looked back and done some things differently. Um, and we just have a good time. He plays some song. We play a song live. Uh, the song you're just hearing, uh, you just heard in the intro, is called Three Days. It's off his new album. Um, and there'll be links to that in the show notes. You should definitely check it out. It's it's out right now. Uh, you can get it. You can download it on iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And um, just really enjoyed this conversation with Luke. Uh, he's just become a good friend of mine and really someone that I enjoy not just um, playing music with but also talking with as well. And so uh, here is the conversation with Luke. Um, if you want to check out uh, show notes, again, you can do the darkenthepage.com. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while um, and you haven't left a rating and review yet, uh, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just kidding. If you want to leave a rating and review, that would really, really be beautiful and help me. Um, you know, especially lately because I've been doing this show um, kind of on and off. And the more encouragement I get, um, the more I tend to want to post stuff. So um, go do that. You can always email me, darkenthepage at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. Dave Buddha, you can read my blog, Buddhism, all these things, and you can get in touch with me. And shout out to the Thunderdome, to the Dark on the Page super fans, the listeners, and I will see you very soon. Here is the interview with Luke Wade. She took me out like a shot in the dark. Never saw it coming. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm here with my friend Luke Wade in the Los Angeles area. It's it's uh, it always rains when we hang out, which really? happens once a year in LA, and but lately a lot. It's been raining. It's felt like Seattle. Actually, it's funny because you you got here a year ago, and since then you've experienced probably more rain than most people have in living like their entire lives in LA. Well, I was coming here for like uh, I don't know, like a year or two years before I moved a lot, and it. And there was like it sprinkled. It, the only time it ever rained in that time was whenever we hung out and talked. And then yeah. it might have sprinkled a couple of times. Yeah. And you get like the morning kind of, like the what do they call it June gloom. Yeah. That kind Make of comes off the gloom. ocean and and condenses on stuff. And so things are kind of wet and dewy in the morning. But other than that, like not not a drop of water from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. How this is this mic gonna? How are we gonna like? I just want to make sure it's like kind of sticking up. It's like a, we don't want a flaccid uh, mic. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> it's good. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm excited to talk to you about uh, about songwriting today. And um, 
and I think I mentioned this last time because we, we did another interview a, a year or so ago. Um, but, you know, that's one of the things that I think I learned about you in the beginning of our relationship is that, like, songwriting is something that's really important to you, which, you know, sounds obvious, like a musician songwriting. But, like, I don't know, some people, I guess for a while in my life, I, songwriting wasn't, like, I was like, eh, I just, I want to perform. I want to play for people. I want to make them happy. But, like, the actual art of the songwriting wasn't as interesting for me as it became in later years but that's always been something that i feel like you you're like a songwriter that's like you know yeah i mean i i've kind of that's where it all started like i learned how to sing and perform to just give a voice to the things i wanted to say um kind of started out as public therapy and then and then as i matured i decided that like that you know i had a, I, I could put kind of purpose to purposeful goals to the things that i would construct in terms of, you know, I, I want to write something that I identify with, but I want to write something that connects and and is universal in a way that, that makes people, you know, get get past their boundaries and goals and ideas of what they are and what someone isn't and connect on the things that they are. And I think that's what what makes songwriting so important. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, so now that you're, so you moved to LA, and um, I think in a lot of ways, that you, you know, where you're at in in a music career sense is, you know, like songwriting is your job, right? Like you've you got to write songs. You've you've got to, you know, there's a there's an there's an expectation that you're going to be outputting songs on somewhat regular basis, right? Yeah. Well, and um, and and that thinking of it that way is new because I've always thought of myself as a songwriter but I write for me yeah and I would always I would be thrilled if someone decided to to cover a song that I wrote and I had a ton of songs that didn't make it on records and but they're all written like I guess I could be the authority on what should be said and then in what way so it's, there's no like that's cool for me like that's I like the way that's worded I like the way that that hits the way that connects the way that melody feels it feels like me mm-hmm. and and so finding different identities to kind of give a variety to your 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 work is something that's new and and I don't know like I I feel like in a lot of ways creating things and being an artist specifically not necessarily creative it it you learn you have so many opportunities to learn so much about the world and about life but it also stunts you in a lot of ways when it comes to growing up and well, here's, and, what, here's what I'm getting at, actually, because yeah. so okay. I'm, I think that it's, you know, so part of what I do I, when I when I think about who I want to interview for for the show, mm-hmm. um, I mean, everybody creates uh, almost everybody creates art in some way. Is it working? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's what's up, people. Hey, um, we're on Facebook Live now for people listening to this in the podcast. Yeah. So um, there's, someone's watching from Jamaica and, and people are joining. Which uh, is Jamaica. Awesome. Yay. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so part of what I, what I think about is like, I think the, the people that are interesting when, when it comes to creative output and their artistry is people that have been kind of like put in this position where they have to produce. Like there's something different about like, like right now as myself, as I'm, as a musician, I'm a hobbyist. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's gone back into the hobby box for me. And I think that um, there's some people who do their art and, and it's a hobby and they, they sometimes produce awesome stuff. It's really cool. They have lots to say about the creative process, but there's something about the the people that have to, that like are forced to because they've, they, 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 they're they they in a position where like either their livelihood or they've just committed to something or there's an expectation or they have fans to please or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that actually really brings out of us um, a really interesting I don't know what to call it. Like, a, like it, it makes the creative process more interesting for me. And, and I'm always like fascinated to see what people do with that kind of pressure, you know? Well, um, not to I like mean, try to make more pressure. No, on no, you, there's, but. There, yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's really, there's so many, like what I've done for so long is so specific. And what do you mean by it, that? So specific. Um, like just trying to be an artist. Like my focus has been performing live and and making albums, and that's been like what my goal has been. Like those have been my that's been my thought. Like I'll write songs, I'll record the best ones, and the best way I know how, 
I'll release them and then I'll go and play the songs for people. Yeah. And then put those into a show that might be, you know, the best show that I can make. And so the more albums that I put out, the the more of my content it is. Because um, you want it to be great. And you want to make sure that everyone has their moment. And so it's good to be generous there. But, um, I mean, ultimately it's, it's like, you know, I, I haven't uh, thought, like, I've always thought of myself as a songwriter, but I haven't thought about, like, I guess I didn't realize that I wasn't, a professional songwriter in the sense that I was a professional artist and there are all these aspects that I'm a hobbyist in. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll write that for me. It's like someone, the difference between being like a contractor and and building your own house or something. Okay. You know, building your own cabin. Yeah. Um, and like, you're, you're the one who has to live in it, who has to live with it and all the decisions that you make and the quality of the craftsmanship. But if it's for someone else, then yeah. it's a different, it's a different, you know, their protocol. I guess I also mean to the pressure to write songs for you too, because you have to yeah. support your own career through the, your own songwriting. Yeah. You know, like, have you, like, how has that pressure changed even maybe in the last like five years? Like, what's that? Because it's, you know, it's in a way like, I don't know how about this, like, so okay, so something else that's hard that people in the beginning stages don't necessarily have to come across is how do you do something after what you've just done is fucking amazing. Like like you know, there's this great TED talk by Elizabeth Gilbert where she talks about what it's like to have to write a book after writing Eat Pray Love. And it's like, you know, yeah. I think in a lot of ways like these there are these challenges in the creative process that that only happen later in the game. You know, like most people, yeah. when they start out playing music, they don't have, they're not, they don't have that luxury of, that's not luxury, but they, they're yeah. not, they're not, they're, that's kind of a cool position to be in where you can actually make a living off your music. Yeah. And I think for a, lo music, for a you know? long time, the trajectory is always better. Like you can, if you start, if you start like where I did, there's, you know, you're capable of better, not necessarily different. But like higher quality production, you know, um, you know, like better connection to the content. Um, just there's a trajectory to to like that's. I don't know. Of course, it's all subjective, but you feel like there's you can do better, right? Um, and then you get whenever you have a certain amount of success, then it's about different. So it's it's like the trajectory is no longer better. The trajectory is different. It's like how can There's I more variety of the same? How can thing I yeah? How or? can I create something else that's like honest and awesome and different? It's yeah. not going to feel like they're you know going back to the same place again. Right. That's another challenge that comes up. That again doesn't. Yeah, come up the and then taking a sense, risk you know? versus you know being safe. But then taking the right risk, those are those are challenges. And and for me, I think the biggest, like the most important part of writing is living. Um, like what I'm going through right now in my personal life is going to be reflected in in my next record. And like yeah. I'm going, I'm like I'm like a pressure turns coals into diamond kind of place hopefully hopefully yeah. it turns and turns me into a diamond and not into like <laughs> a smashed coal a smashed coal <laughs> yeah yeah um so so tell me about how do you know when you like there's this beautiful quote that that really backs up what you're saying i think um emerson said or thoreau said how vain is it to sit down to write when we haven't stood up to live Right. It's like what like yeah. so so yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. No, like for me, my, my writing and my art comes out of a life as fully lived as I can in a yeah. sense. So, you know, besides the fact that you're gonna live the life that you live either way, do you do anything uh to try to get into these situations that are hairier, maybe, to get you know, like, no, I, th I think that there's just you just try to just extract the meaning I, I that's already there, maybe. I more. remember arrogantly just thinking after the voice I was like what am I going to write about because life is like like I won you yeah, know you like at, at life okay cool yeah. nice it's like so what it's, like the, it's like that song what is it the one the um it's like I go to parties sometimes until there. Yeah. yeah, like I crash my Ferrari. Like it's like that's, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all there is to write. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, just like so relatable. Like you guys know it's like to like crash your Ferrari, <laughs> yeah, like, not care and walk away from it, and yeah. <laughs> like 
I was afraid that the struggle was going to go away. Yeah. And boy, did it not. Yeah, that's you know, good. It, yeah, it, it just, I guarantee it does not. Yeah, go yeah, away. yeah. I can't believe that I. There was a moment where I, I that was a concern. That's funny. Yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised too. Like I'm like wow. And I think watching my friends go through that process in some ways also kind of is a nice reminder that like no that that's fun, but it's not gonna elite like stuff like that. This ultimate permission slipper, you know, all these celebrities saying. You're perfect, Luke. Like you can't. Like that's perfect. That's still 10. not enough, you know. Like, Infinity likes on Instagram. You know, it's like Infinity spins on Spotify. I think I don't know if I mentioned this in the last interview, but it, it was really it was really cool. I remember thinking, you know, because as a singer, I've always had, you know, judging your own voice as a singer is just one of the hardest things to do. I mean, it's it's insane. You know, you, we hear all these other people and we go, oh, like if only I could sing like. Al Green or oh if I'm like saying like oh Mark Broussard I really like that guy or like I, I have all these voices Rain LaMontagne oh what a perfect smoky voice he has like mm-hmm. we all have these ideas of what perfect is in other people but then turning it on ourselves it's like that we're never there we're never the our, our vibrato is never right just the way we want it or or the the all these other things and so to see to to watch you on the voice and then to hear these these like you know thought leader people or whatever industry like say oh my god we think your voice is perfect and like to the way they were talking about your voice i was like oh that's so cool like i wonder if i was there if i would actually if that would if that would squash some of like the monkey mind chatter well i, I think about that, that in that sense oh gosh you're really do you know what i mean like how would this is, is trying to assess your own voice yeah as a i mean singer, it's, it's you know? pretty on it's it's Almost unfathomable, 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 like how, how many ways you can be blind to your own reality. Um, and, and that's one thing I'm discovering where it's like, I just am smashing through like wall of truth after wall of truth and, and, and just uncovering these, like these falsehoods that I thought were true and these things that I've been guarding that. I thought were were important and real and tell me about some of those. What's that? Tell me about some of those, or if one um, comes to mind, maybe. Well, I'll, I, we can come back to that, but I want I want to get around to the point of that whenever someone tells you that you're perfect, I think unless you have one of those walls that you're living on the other side of to protect you from from all the hurt and uncertainty of life, that if you're like living in the real world. And you have an opportunity like that. It takes someone saying something like that for you to even think that you should be there. It's not like I, f- I feel like someone saying that your voice is perfect, and you thinking your voice is perfect after they say that is insane. Like it yeah, just—it's yeah. insanity. Like you, but it's also kind of insane that it would take a celebrity telling you that your voice is perfect to feel like you belong. Yeah. At all, like the the most nervous I was going through the process was my initial audition. Like I tripped coming in and I was just shaking yeah. and it wasn't like this was in Houston at a recording studio and there was one person watching, Yeah, you know, and like some camera people, but it was like, and it was the, the, the producer. The, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the head, the casting, the head of casting for the voice, just her. Yeah. And, and I, that was the most nervous I ever was. And it was because I didn't think I belonged. It mm. was like, what she's just going to tell me I already know that I'm not good enough. Hmm. And, and you don't, and you tell yourself things like you justify it and you say, well, I'm not good enough. Like I'm good enough for something, but I'm, this just isn't my thing. Yeah. You know? And, and when you say good enough in your mind, does that translate to like the sk- my skill as a singer, as a, as a musician? Like, or was it like, uh, you know, like what did that was the flavor of good enough when you're in that, like having that thought? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you were to be better, what would you be better in? So that's the thing. That and now and that's like the destructive nature. Of and that, it's all of ridiculous. That, of just, that, of that thought, yeah. of that thought process is that you, you should be thinking about it in terms of positivity. Like I don't think it's bad. I, I think it's. I don't think it's bad to, to, to kind of assess what your top skills are, but I, I don't think that it's productive to, to turn down opportunities because you think that they're not the right opportunities for you. I mean, it's you, I think it's good to be particular, but you know, like if, if there's, if you want to do something, 
just try to do it if the opportunity's there. Sure. You know, and if it doesn't affect the, your focus on the things that, that you know that you're great at. Uh, but, I mean, getting back to the, the songwriting and the aspect of, of, like, living to write songs, it's just you... There's always some... There's always... A, there's just a mountain... There's always a mountain of shit. Like, and just personally, and you're making it as, as fast as you're, as you're fixing it, I think, at least for me. And, uh, and some, and it's looking back, like the moments where I think that I've got it all figured out, like, I'm like, you're crazy, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, cause it's just, there's so, so much stuff. Um, and just falling in love and being in a, a relationship has opened me up to a lot of different, a lot of different topics, uh, and looking at the same ones differently where. Like, this is the first relationship where the goal, well, and, and really, I say the goal, I didn't know it. The goal is just is just to love her completely and fully. Mm-hmm. And her goal is to do the same. And, it, and we do, but in doing that, you, you become a thing. And in doing that, it's like, the, you keep, like it, the hardest thing for me to shake is the idea that I was entitled that I'm entitled to privacy. And uh-huh. and that's subjective. Maybe if someone else like you can make a deal and maybe both have your privacy. But like and but yeah, it's it's like uh I I'm learning like I I feel like I'm going to ex- just expose I'm going to exp- like I I it makes, you know, like all the there's makes so much more vulnerable. I mean just in general, but it also opens you up to be able to just talk about more. Like the more you get exposed, the the more that you have to to talk about. So, so is it? So you do you find that now there's a challenge for you because you there's territory you don't want to go to because of for fear of uh, how other people will like you feel about that. Like you don't want like if I you know there there is. You know, I think you, whatever comes out comes out, and you curate afterwards. Um, you pick the songs that that make the most sense for your audience, but you write what you write, and and sometimes the songs end up just being for you or people you love or or like live shows or yeah. whatever the circumstances. Um, do you have like a weekly or a daily thing, or how, do you do you devote? X amount of time to songwriting and, and, and sit down and do that or do you just kind of do it as it comes or how does that work for you? I try to never let an idea escape me. Um, I don't have a great habit of having an idea and being like, all right, guys, I got to go do this. I got to handle this. I got to take care of this right now because like I f- I'm f- there's this, this melody, these lyrics that I'm feeling and I need to finish it. Yeah. I haven't been good at that. Honestly, I've just being on the road so much. I've, uh, gosh, it's just you develop, and just being an artist, and being like a a millennial. Like there's so many. Like you just end up with so many bad habits. Like you think that, you know, like for me, it's just making a plan, making goals, sticking to them is really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing by myself in that way is is very touch and go like whenever i book a co-writing session a big part of the value is accountability you show up and you make something because they're counting totally. on you yeah and i wish i didn't need that accountability but to a certain degree i do i think everybody does yeah that makes sense yeah um i mean some people just just get it done some yeah. people just have that work ethic and i, I like transitioning from the road um back to home is and getting habits back and really I just haven't had a routine like my whole adult life how do you find songwriting on the road is that something that happens more because you're on the road less no, less less yeah. it's you it's very um I that is like I get in routines on the road where it's like you get you know you have like everything's very regimented and there's not a lot of time to write. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, maybe you could on a, you know on a bus or I mean it's easy and also I'm making excuses there's like a lot I could of, there's to- a lot of tweeting I could totally totally write yeah. um, but I find that and and one of the things about writing is that you the more you write the more you write in the sense that you go into a session with an idea uh, and then you you know like a lot of the times you don't finish that idea. You you that idea inspires another idea, and then you ditch the first idea. I've had mm-hmm. stuff like little like seeds, that I would be like, well, let's write this song, and then we try to write it, and then that lyric got ditched. Yeah, and then it's a song. It's a completely different song. Like, and I bring the the lyric and the melody again. Like, let's write this song, and then and it gets ditched, and it just ends up being the seed. And so, and then all the pieces that you don't that don't make into the songs are these I like they're I call them nuggets. Yeah. So whenever I sit, I don't think that's an industry term, but when I I come in to a ride. I'm like, do you have any nuggets? Yeah. And, I hear and they're like, and it's LA. So they're like, you want to get high and smoke some weed? Like, yeah. No, yeah. no like, I mean song nuggets. Like little song nuggets. Yeah. So uh, I try to keep track of all my nuggets. and do you, speaking, of, speaking of nuggets, do you, uh, I mean, how do you feel about, about writing and creating while under the influence of drugs? Is that something you've experimented you know, with? I, I, I like haven't. Way about? I haven't. I, I don't feel strongly. Like, I don't know. If I, if I come into a session, like, if you are high, you better you better deliver. Like, you better, like, kick ass. Yeah. Like, if you're high and you waste my time, like, it, I'll think it's because you're high. Even if it's, yeah. even if it's, yeah, sure. even if it's not. Uh, which maybe that's, like... What about you personally? Like, do you, if, you know, if you're just solo, like by yourself, I mean, what's been your experience with, if any, and I, we haven't talked about this, so I'm, I'm curious. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't really messed with it. Yeah. I've spoke, smoked, like done very little. I've done very few substances. Yeah. Um, illegal substances. You know, like smoked a few times and. Okay. So this is like so it's not something you haven't really. And now I can never run much. for president, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. Like, well, it's t- it's legal. It's it's actually legal in California now. You know, yeah. Like I, I didn't inhale. No, but yeah, yeah. it is. But it, one of the, uh, I don't want to get like a, um, a medical card. But I do. Like I'm. I would. Yeah. No. They passed. Whenever, it, they passed a lot. Like it's, yeah. It's but like it, it hasn't rolled out. Yet. Yeah. It's gonna like roll out. And there's sometime. so many. And there's like all the federal funding issues with like yeah. the the combination of like marijuana being legal and like sanctuary, uh, being a sanctuary state. And there's like, yeah, so we'll see how that, how yeah. all that plays out. But whenever it's legal, I'm totally going to like, I'm going to, I'm just going to get like some stuff and just, yeah. <laughs> just for fun. Like it's just, it feels like the thing to do. Like if it, if yeah. it's like, like Ralph's or Vaughn's or, <laughs> or, or like tar- Target. They'll have gets, their own stores. Target gets their first shipment. Yeah, no, they won't sell them at Target. I'm pretty sure that's, it's going to be kind of like, well, like the way they have it now. Cause I mean, I've been to Colorado and other states that have that it's legal and mm-hmm. it's in, you know, in the system. It's, it's already rolled out. Is it, so is it, and there's like, there's just little dispensaries. There's like, so it's like, it's, it's like it's, a store just for cannabis and cannabis related yeah. products. You know? Well, I know that like liquor, in some states, it's only it's state controlled liquor stores, right? Like in Massachusetts, where I grew up, there was package stores. We used to call them packies. Yeah, and then you and know, then in you couldn't buy it in, in the Carolinas. Stores. It's ABC. It's the Alcoholic Beverage Control. Yeah, uh, you know, and so, but then like Missouri and California and Illinois, it's just like in in uh, like CVS sells their own brand. So right. Uh, That'd be fun when it when it officially you, uh, when it rolls out up here. Let me I'm gonna know. try we'll to. I'm gonna I'm we'll, gonna mess with it. I'll, I'll try. come up and we'll we'll get stoned and we'll write some songs or something together. It's fun. Yeah, I, 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 really, I like. I so what I found. This has been my experience. Um, is it? Is it? Was it? Um, uh, the two of you. Hi. Hi, hi Denise. Um, so my experience with it has been that uh, playing with playing with bands, playing with other people, has mm-hmm. been is really fun. If I'm solo with a crowd, I, I getting stoned is the worst because I lose like a lot of my like um, uh, social awareness. I guess mm-hmm. like I don't like I won't know what they're. I kind of like, like doubt what they're thinking about me or like is this any good? I can't read them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but jamming with a band, oh, I really yeah, just yeah. get lost. You gotta have in that. well, if you're doing one of the three hour like uh, like bar gigs, those are so like. 
intense when it comes to reading the crowd because yeah. they'll you need they'll, uh, they'll but some people are good at reading the crowd when they're stoned i just happen to not that 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 particular sense goes out the window for me yeah they would i mean i it's uh i'm really good at at just keeping it on an even keel like not being mean but but being putting putting people kind of in their that's a bad way to say it. Putting them in the place. You got to own the place. You got to own it. You have to own it. Yeah, they, that's kind of what I figured it, figured out is that you you have to make people wish they were you, yeah. in a sense. Like the only because they're in that environment, you're you have to the, be the coolest person in the room. Yeah, you're the you're the most selfish version of yourself. Like you go there to have a good time for you. You're not yeah. going there to support the guy in the corner who's playing cover songs. Yeah. So you have to make them like the way to get them to give you their attention is because it's like they're having fun like imagining that they're doing what you're doing yeah and then you're gonna like throwing up some crumbs of attention too you're like yeah it's true like you're, you're like you're like you're like yeah you're cool i like this table you're cool yeah you guys i don't know but i don't know about you but this is my yeah. this is my table right yeah here. and it's, it's left side of the, the room same you guys thing are the teachers cool. do with like the thumbs up seven up or like the the quiet game where it's like you're the quietest you're doing such yeah. a good job yeah. uh it's <laughs> so the opposite true. thing it's just you get you just know bring you people you right bring, back to high school <laughs> oh yeah there there's uh like the piano bar gigs they have this they all do this bit where they learn all the college fight songs. All of yeah. Them. Oh, totally. I've seen and that. then yeah. they they say like you tease up by five points. Right, and then uh, and then the tips, and it's, you know, and, it's yeah. five, and a point is a dollar. Yeah. Like Texas Tech's up by a hundred points. Right. USC's up by by seventy points, and then totally. and then in ten minutes, people just start like my school's the best, and they yeah. and they've they're out. You know, it's a Friday night, and they got some money to burn, and they're just like. Five hundred dollars in, in yeah, twenty minutes. Totally ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's so interesting. Uh, yeah. But I think song back to songwriting. I think that there's a certain degree degree of that in there as well. Like if people don't see themselves in the song, yeah, then it's hard for them to to participate in the experience. Yeah, it's impossible for them to participate in the experience. And I think that that um, like you give them an experience in the song, or you give them experience where they are. Like mm-hmm. like a hit like. Uh, you know, hip hop songs like they're they're about the club. They're about places where you're experiencing the music, like yeah. in your car, in the club, and like by the pool, like somewhere where you're you're listening to it, and it's it's very meta. It's like you're you're yeah. you're like the song is singing about specifically what you're doing, but like cooler than what you're doing. Like yeah, yeah like I'm that. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you're in you're rolling in your your your. Uh, 2001 Ford Focus, but like you're like imagine it's a Bentley with rims. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, yeah. there's like, and everyone's got a, you know, is beautiful and and you know all that stuff. Like that's I think that's the other way. There's there's got there's always a way to an angle to to create. Yeah. Uh, to bring them into the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's play a song or let's um let's so maybe pick a song that has a particularly interesting songwriting um story or or, or birthing you know song song that got um came came into the world in a in a funny or notable let's, way let's do um do you have a guitar pick uh i think i do yeah my wallet here oh you know what i do somewhere but i'd have to get up and get it yeah continue you're saying um so i was saying let's do the one that uh you were there for for the songwriting retreat okay yeah let's talk about that i'll get the guitar pick sure uh so this song is it's called i'm the man for you and it just started out with the melody and the hook and it just and we didn't have the chorus it just had the the tag but it was we had the story we're like what is this story about the story's about a guy who lives in an apartment building and this, this is this guy was creepy right for a second right we had to like make sure he wasn't creepy yeah it was so hard was it was hard that was the hardest thing lyrically was to make make him someone that was swoon worthy like that he was walking by her apartment and hearing her through the walls and thinking like man i want it she's so talented i want to support her <laughs> but there's a fine line there between yeah and yeah. so it, and it's what's interesting is it, it just takes like the right little piece to uh 
it just takes the right little piece to to make the story work. Yeah. And so in this, it was we needed an interaction, yeah. like, and we needed um, like a message, like a really like a really warm and like good message from the guy. Yeah. Like that he wanted to do something really wholesome and sweet. Yeah. So we just he brings like he asks her for sugar for sugar but he but he already has sugar so he's like you know he's being sweet and then he wants to lift her up and so that's kind of the thing that and also and and i think the way that it connects like it's just a story but everyone has a talent that an unsung piece of them that they so it's about like feeling recognized it's about people want that recognition yeah and and they want someone, they don't want to have to ask for it. They just want someone to see it and lift it up. Yeah, they just want people to read their minds. Because that's, I mean, that's yeah. the toughest part about being an artist is like the, like I don't want to schedule myself photo shoots. Like it's really gross. Yeah. Like just to it's like call someone and pay them to take photos of me. Yeah. But it's just the reality of it. I would love for someone else to be like, this, it's valuable for you to have like you need photos yeah. which that i do totally have that actually right. yeah. but it, it's really tough without that yeah so that's kind of the thing so recognition okay. right i'm totally out of tune well, try to tune is, we'll, we'll, we'll tune it up for this piece these this audience is, is this is a these are these are high quality listeners you know i'm really like normally we'd be like, eh, fuck it. But you know, like these people deserve the best. I they think. do deserve the best. You know, and the Facebook Live deserves the best. People in Jamaica, they know what they're they know they're that they're talking about. And um, we're almost and this, there. And this is you know, and so the songwriting retreat that you're talking about is something that we were both at. Um, yeah, and and our just, friends Don and Hawks were there. Yeah, we were just Daisy uh, we, was there. Yeah, friend Nathan Allen from Seren. So have we you were, been keeping up with Nathan? Did you did you a, like a little bit? I feel like we talked on Facebook a little bit, but so we were there, and we we decided is just a bunch of us were going to get together in a house and hang out for like you know three four days and just write songs together. And that was really yeah, fun. It was really fun. We should do it again. Jake Palachek. Yeah. It feels good. Y'all read it. Right. So bad. That, that was something that was. That, that it was, was getting worse. It, wasn't, it got worse progressively. They get, that was an out of tune moment there for people listening. I wonder what that was. Yeah. It's it, there's something with the, I think the B maybe. This is exciting radio for people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can edit this. There's out, another guitar. Yeah. This is great. There's a, and this is Facebook Live. Everyone's. Yeah. We're professionals uh, here, people. We're this super is, this great. Is, this, is, this is it. This is what you're seeing. We got my uh, Aunt Betty and Miranda. Is that Miranda Don? Oh, Miranda Don, what's going on? Yay, we're recording Darken the Page. It's weird. I've never done a podcast live uh, with the live before, so I'm like thinking about There's how this more is going to sound as a podcast later on, you know, and people are, mm-hmm. but I could edit this out, but I may, I like keeping it kind of fun and uh, yeah. not. This is so, but I also, um, why don't you, the, there's a guitar behind you okay. that Can that you, is in tune. Okay. Do you, you want to say a few things while I get it then? Yeah. yeah. So, um, let me talk to, it's got, hi, Miranda. Hi, Andrea. All right. We're going to, we're about to play you a song and then I'm going to get out. I can officially edit stuff too. If okay. We don't cool. have to actually so like, this is, um, and this guitar that you're about to hear is my is my is my oh is my baby. This is my gigging guitar, my favorite. Uh, the, the other one's the wall hanging guitar. The wall hanging. The wall hanging guitar. guitar and I haven't just played in a while. Doesn't get a lot of love, you know. Still. Are you so so you play you play breed love guitars? It seems. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Um, I've been. A sponsored artist for about two years. Nice. Um, they have a, an amazing artist relations department, and they've they gave me this guitar. Yeah. And it's made from all. It's made in Bend, Oregon. 
Have you been to their factory? I have. Nice. Yeah. I, I played their, uh, their Christmas party. Oh, cool. A couple years ago, yeah. yeah. So, Wait. all right, here we go. Ba- uh, I'm the man for you. for recognition but I recognize candle in the corner in this city of light your little New York apartment no one sees you burning bright but I do yes I do cause I'm the man for I'm never out of sugar, I just want some of yours It's hard and getting harder just walking past your door And when I heard you sing Aretha through our walls that night So I knew, yes, I knew that I'm the man for Food recognition, but this word of mouth and everybody wondering just what you're about. But no one wants to hold you when you feel your light is burning out. Like I do, yes, I do, cause I'm the man for. for the yeah, creation of that. I think the chorus got created afterwards and I really like the chorus. I think. Yeah, I did the, great. Cor- the yeah. yeah, the chorus came. I mean, I like the other part too, but you know. Yeah, new. I think yeah. what all the, uh, at the songwriter retreat, we had the first two verses, kind of. Yeah. And then I'm the man for you. Like yeah. uh, the, I think about two thirds of those lines were there. And so yeah. I added like a, like a little bit to both verses and then at, wrote a third verse and wrote the chorus and bam. Bam. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I remember. I remember you. I think it was maybe you like, it was like a live thing at the time or whatever. You were you were talking fans through the process too of how that was coming together. Which oh was fun. yeah, we're doing a pledge. It was a pledge, pledge thing, yeah. Music, which which um, you know, it, I I hope fans like it. Um, they enjoy the process and and uh, the tough thing. It's just hard to keep up with social media it's like it's hard to to give them something like because you seem the, to do a pretty decent job i mean yeah i think you probably work pretty hard at it but um i i do i it's because there's so many instagram's one kind of content and then i i've completely given up on snapchat uh, yeah <laughs> which i also the thing about snapchat that i'm i'm not a fan of is is uh 
I, I like that it mimics life. Yeah. Um, in the sense that the moment's there and then it's gone. And that's how life works. Like you do something and it's not captured. Yeah. Like you go on with your lives, you say something stupid, people forget about it, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, at the very least, only the people who were there heard it mm-hmm. uh, and then it just disappears. And, and I like, I think the reason it's so successful is because it does mimic life well, but at the same time, it's like, it. I, I have life, I have a life, yeah. you know? And so I don't, I want there to be accountability. Like I don't go to places where I shouldn't go. Like I, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go and, and, and party after my, after my concerts with, with just like with random people just because there's not accountability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, and so there's kind of the same issue with that as just like someone who's a little bit, you know, someone who's a little bit older and someone who's in a relationship, it's like not the best place um, to be hanging out. <laughs> uh, so, but Instagram is, uh, yeah, see so the stories and then the, the, uh, and then the photograph content and you got Facebook and then Twitter's its own animal too. And, yeah. and they do all that and then to still have, like have something left that's exclusive yeah. for the pledgers yeah. is... I don't know if it's, just, I think it feels more challenging than it is because I want them to feel so special. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes they don't get as much as I'd like them to get because there's just not enough left after you've put stuff here and here sure. and here. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I, I think it is when it as in terms of creating content, fully produced content, mm-hmm. um, at a quality that they're used to, you really, you know, you can't do it by selling albums anymore. And it's really the only way to fund. Yeah. You gotta have enough fans that want to hear another record, and it's like the the five hundred same fans who like end up yeah. paying a few hundred dollars a piece to make sure that you have a record. Yeah, and then everyone else just gets it for free. Sure. But that is, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, and without that, it just wouldn't happen. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, would, it might happen if in you different create, ways. You know? Yeah, like it would be, you know, maybe you I maybe I invest up, in a microphone you know. and and like a nice microphone and an interface and, and like yeah. everything I need to do like an acoustic record and just do it at the house. Yeah. Is, is kind of the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now that you've been in LA for a year, um, best thing about being a full-time musician in LA and the hardest thing. The best it's, it's, um, the distance between, oh, well, between like gigging around and like having a career like there's there's st- it feels like there are stepping stones this is the best thing or the hardest you, thing wait wait you say the best thing the best thing and the hardest thing so the two different answers yeah yeah no but it's, it's the same thing the best oh, thing okay. and the most difficult thing are the, are the like all the opportunity that you could ever want is here yeah but there's not really the same kind of it's not a gradual thing like you you can't just like get out there and grind it like yeah. if you're talking about just building a following and playing live shows, which you can do that anywhere. The reason to be in LA is because you can write songs for that are massive and you can yeah. get massive placements on film, television and commercials because all that's going on here. But if you take all the opportunities, then it affects your ability to take the right opportunity. And so right. it's a lot of waiting around because you want your value to be where it needs to be and there's a lot of like, um, you know, like shooting for the moon. Yeah, I mean, LA is famous for just the slew of opportunities that are actually just bullshit in disguise. You know, I mean, that's what yeah. I experienced up here. It's like, oh, like this sounds on the surface like a good idea, good thing, but then you like Google that person's name or you figure, and you and never, you're like, and like, oh what? wait, this is a, this is just a total waste of my time. And knowing yeah. dis- discernment, I guess, you know. Yeah, you know, which I haven't had that much for. Of a, a problem with that, which is probably something if you just move here and you don't, being a professional musician and having a career already, uh, the challenge is more, like, you know, staying busy, like just doing, like in, in Texas, like I'm doing stuff all the time, like whenever I was there, just yeah. playing lots of shows and charity events and and... I'm just not as connected here and I don't think that the infrastructure works the same way. There's like all the stuff that's way up on the ceiling, like all the, the, 
the top tier pop stuff and then there's the people who are playing around town and there's like it doesn't feel like there's I don't know how much middle ground there is yeah the middle class the musician middle class yeah here. I don't know I don't know how big the mu- musician middle class yeah I think that's a good a good way to put it yeah yeah that's the cool. musician middle class yeah 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 I dig that yeah um all right, so if you could go back, this is the show I, uh, this is the um, uh, question I ask at the end of, of every show is if you could go back and, and write yourself a note and pass it back to yourself, you know, at the end, like any time really in your life, but like, like a really like piece of wisdom that you think would really make a difference for you oh, um, gosh. or would have made a difference for you back in the day, I guess, when would you send that? And then what would you say to yourself? And it could have been even be, like a year ago or something. It could Be whatever. good first. <laughs> be good first. I just I did a lot of failing my way forward in front of people, which is great in the sense that it's made me who I am. And but it also made me a really late bloomer. And cuz I just I was I've been that I've been that guy who is lost and refuses to ask for directions. I was that way for so long because I didn't know that there was a road. I was like going I was just like out here in the woods and like I'm on, you know, like I'm on the mountain and I'm kind of going the right direction, but there's, you know, like I'm hacking with a machete and trying to get from here to wherever. And there's a road right there. And I, if I would have just like yelled and said, <laughs> so someone would have kind of grabbed me and been like, Hey dude, there's like a road that you can take to the same place. Yeah. And you know, and maybe that's like, I wouldn't be as unique, um, which I wouldn't trade for anything, but I also, you know, it would be. So when you say be good first, is that really what when that means to you? It means like, find a mentor. It means find a mentor. Yeah. Um, it means study like the craft of music. Cause I, for whatever reason, like being in the country, it's like, man, like don't, you don't want to be no band nerd. You know, yeah. like that's kind of how, like that, like legitimately, um, like the jocks would call the kids band nerds. And I'm sure that's the way it is everywhere. Yeah. And, and I just didn't, I liked that music can make me feel cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't make the connection that it would, I would feel way cooler if I was better at it. Yeah. <laughs> and that getting better at it meant studying at it too. Yeah. Really studying it. Cause I think there, Having for some reason palette. that connection gets lost sometimes as well. Like you could actually just study this and, Oh, like the music theory stuff can help and all, you know, that. Yeah. And my, and my drive back then was crazy. Like yeah. the stuff that I did, like, I was like a door-to-door salesman for like this, you know, I was selling like like spray bottles full of like like water and being like, you need this. And like yeah. people were buying it because I believed in it. And that's a, that's a metaphor for you selling your music? Yeah, or is selling that, my music. Okay, you yeah. weren't actually selling spray no, bottles. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. It was a metaphor for, yeah. for, for my music where I just, I put all the carts in front of the horse uh, in, yeah. in that respect where... I made this little demo on my computer, which was good. Like, which it wasn't good, but it was that was a smart thing to do. And then went to the jazz band and put this little band together. And then look, listen to how demeaning I sound. My little band. That's like <laughs> actually, if you're out there and you're listening, and your friend is, you have friends that are musicians. Just when they you ask them what they do and they say they're an artist or a songwriter musician, don't say, "Do you have like a little band?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the right, that's the thing that everyone says. Got a little like, drummer. Do you have like a little, Got a little band? bassist? Where do you play? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I I play at at uh, Jason's <clears throat> Deli. Do you yeah. have are those here? That's what I back, back I, when I play in Pen, I play in front of Panera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. People, little band. people, people, little band. Yeah, people. Um, you know, they like. They they give me the old bread at the end of the day. I'm just kidding. That, really, you know that might not be yeah, Panera is pretty good old bread. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I so, I so, think that yeah, and especially in today's age, it's probably even it's probably even better advice. Like as time goes on, and, and it's easy to promote. It's easy to get your stuff out there, and yeah. so to stay in your bedroom a little longer and work on the scales and go to the music lessons and go to the teachers and go to the mentors and like and then. Yeah, like it's probably the same part of me that makes me just the worst person at keeping secrets. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's like I just I can't bear to like have, you know, like a surprise. I get not secret surprise surprises. Yeah. It's like I'm the worst at at just having a surprise and holding on to it and then being like, "Yay, I fooled you! You didn't know this awesome thing was gonna happen." 
so bad. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like I write something, I'm excited about it. And I want everyone to see it like yeah. right now. Yeah. But it's, it's only half. No, 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 no. I want to show you half yeah. of it. I want to show <laughs> everyone half of it. Yeah. Like that's always been my problem is that I like, you know, it sounds kind of like a song. Listen, everyone. Yeah, totally. Which I'm kind of like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard to just hang on to it and wait till you think it's done, which whenever you have a lot of content already that you think is good and that it's competing with, then that changes things. So, and that's kind yeah. of the thing too, is if you put out a couple of things early that are, you think are really great and you're kind of competing with them, mm-hmm. but I think also content is king. So if you are able to put out a lot of stuff, especially early on, I think that's good too. Um, there's no right way to do it, but so note to myself, long winded. Yeah. Um, find a mentor. Yeah. Um, listen, How would you, listen, yeah. listen more, talk less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and learn, learn things. I would also give myself the advice of getting a music, um, sk- like valuable marketable skills that are around the music industry, like graphic design, maybe, um, like entertainment, like accounting or, uh, you know, things like just knowing you're going to have to, those skills are, yeah. Yeah. You can make money, um, and not have to lean on your art too hard, but also you can make money by, uh, in a way that, that continues to grow your network. Yeah. And to, I think to, that, to grow you in the ways that you want to grow as an artist versus yeah. like knowing how to do any kind of job, flexible schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, connects with, with music and yeah. the arts, uh, in a real way so that you're, you're building your network and supports you. Yeah, totally. Here's, here's the, the follow-up question to the, to this, because I think it's something that we, at least everybody thinks about. It's like, okay, is this good enough? You know, when do I, like, how do you, how does one know? You know, let's say there's like a 20 year old kid listening to this right now and then they hear what you're saying and that advice be like, okay, be good first. Like that's, that is really good. Oh yeah. But that's, right. that's how do you that's know? Such a, oh yeah. It's, it's such, hard. And I'm not actually, saying it's ever easy. You know easy, what? I would never say that. I say that to me, say to, you. to young me Yeah. because I'm like, I'm actually kind of like bitter and angry at young me yeah. for like, for just being such a, just being such an idiot and like not, and not seeking out information and thinking that I was smart and that I knew stuff. Like that's, I'm like frustrated, but to like a a kid that I'm talking to, I would say, and be very specific because it's not, it's, it's not about being like in terms of deciding that that's what you want to do. Yeah. It's don't wait until you're good to decide that that's what you want to do. Well, sure. Um, Sure. Yeah. Just decide that that's what you want to do. Yeah. And, and go after it. Yeah. You know, and make sure you have something to say, be about something, live your life. Because if it's just with these, you know, it's, it's tough being like a, I, I don't know what millennials, I mean, they have, I they have plenty of such right. And I, and I'm, even though I'm older, like I'm like a man baby in a lot of ways. And so I, I really am totally. A How old are you? You're like my age. Are you like 30? I'm 30, 34. 33. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But totally yeah, yeah, millennial yeah. in the sense that my parents said you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm a I'm a millennial too. Yeah, yeah, in that way. Yeah. That I'm like I'm just like I don't want a real job. Like yeah, I don't want to pa- do I don't want to do this. You know, things the way they should be supposed to be done. You know, all that. Yeah. 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 So that's in that sense, like I totally am. And you know, you that yeah, could be the you name of your there. next record is Man Baby. Man Baby. <laughs> I mean, we we're a generation of man babies where you shit like you, every like your parents want everything to be, and this wasn't the case for me. Yeah. Um, the, perfect. You don't want like you don't want them to be exposed to anything, and like everything, like everything is is great. Everything is awesome, and then you get out in the real world, and it's like whoa, and it's just like overload. And mm-hmm. and I guess there's plenty. I guess there is plenty of material there. It just, um, for me, it really took like my eye, my stroke, my heat stroke, and my eye injury. Mm-hmm to give me the wherewithal to like really push and not just rest on the fact that my, that I'm special because my parents said I'm special. Yeah. What was your heat stroke thing? I didn't know about that. What? I had heat stroke whenever I was 17 and yeah. I, I woke up, I had amnesia. I didn't know who my parents were. Oh shit. Yeah. I for couldn't how long? count for like half a day. It started like it was all, um, I was fully cognizant. Like I woke up and I, and I, 
I could feel like I was really clammy, but I couldn't read. Like it was, a, uh, I passed out of the cross country meet. Yeah. And I couldn't read the, like my school, like the letters on my shirt. Wow. Like I didn't know what, what a letters was. Yeah. <laughs> what a letters is. <laughs> and I didn't know who anyone, and there, I was surrounded by my friends and family and I didn't know who they were. Yeah, for like a half a day. Yeah, that's not not just like a quick thing. And I was well, started coming back. Yeah. Like I started like it, I started speaking pretty quickly. Yeah, and I remember being able to say, "Who, who are you?" You seem familiar. And then uh. come backwards from a hundred, and I went one hundred. <laughs> I was like, "This am I supposed to be able to do more than that?" <laughs> and this is actually the hundred done. The, yeah, this Wait. is the, this is actually the funniest uh, funniest part of the uh, of the story. And I don't know. There sure it wasn't I, I was funny not, at was, the time, but you know, no, it was actually hilarious at the <laughs> okay, time. Okay, good. It All was right. really funny at the time. I'm out in the it's Deleon, so it's that's how the part that tells you a little bit about. The residents of this De Leon, it, is so it's a, De Leon, right? Like in Spanish, oh, oh, okay. but they call it De Leon. De Leon. It's De yeah. Leon, man. Right. <laughs> and and if you say De Leon, it's not correct. It's, yeah. it's like you don't go to Notre Dame. You, you don't go to Notre Dame. Yeah, you go to yeah. Notre Dame. You go to Notre Dame. Yeah. And there's this little hospital yeah. that I'm at, and they and they've and I guess in the ambulance in there, I just had tons of IV, IVs. Yeah. And so as soon as I come to like. I feel like my bladder's gonna explode. I get yeah. a piece of so bad. And so the doctor hands me a Dixie cup. Uh-huh. And then it's not, no. and then and then they pull the curtain and then everyone is just on the other side of the curtain, like, oh gosh, just just go. And then because it was surrounded by my friends and family. Yeah. And so I attempt to pee to pee in this Dixie cup. Yeah. And I'm shaking like this, yeah. and then and I pee everywhere but You'd, the Dixie cup. Oh yeah, there's like I, was this, it even was the Dixie cup even enough? Like if you no no, no, no. it was like that no, was it, was, over. it was probably six ounces or something. Yeah, like, I don't know what the doctor was thinking. Yeah. Like, he was like, uh, use this, and then and legitimately there was like like that much pee in the cup. Yeah, <laughs> and it just everywhere, everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, that happens. You know, in Deleon, anyways. In Deleon, that totally that totally happens. And so everyone comes back in, and all these people that I don't know who they are, that are that are my family and friends, come back in. I'm like, I beat everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like this. So like, if if I know that they're my family and friends, it isn't quite as funny. And then you just like maybe at that point you like you like you like pretend you're back in the amnesia. You're like, um, who are you? I did totally (laughs) pretend like it didn't happen. I'm like, here's all of it. Yeah, like just yeah. hand in the cup and just like. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, well, dude, thanks for uh, doing this. This is always fun, and uh, I look forward to um, yeah to more new songs. And and uh, I'll I'll have said this probably already in the intro and the outro, but um, you know your new album's out and check it out. I actually yeah. and we're playing a show to together. Yeah. Oh, we're playing a show together. This may not be out. Well, if this is out by then, in San Diego, we'll be in Encinitas on March twenty fourth. At a place called the Univ Studios, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. It's what we, be what's the it's format? Be awesome. Are we are we looking to do? A I'm gonna song do a little. We're we'll do a little Nashville in the round. Just you oh, and sweet. I, probably. Yeah. Okay, that'd be great. That's fun. I yeah. did it last time, and it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, because so. there's there's always Nashville banter that that adds to the yeah. show. Well, and I'll say why I actually did that because it's sort of related to this whole podcast and other stuff. Like, you know, about four years ago is when I sort of took the foot off the gas when it comes to the music career stuff. And, and I started just, I said, I said to myself, all right, I'm only going to do stuff that's fun. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I think I need to for my career or whatever. And so as I was doing shows and like opportunities for shows to come up, I'd be like, okay, I want to do this show, but you know what? Like I want to do it this way or like, I know I don't want to do a show just like a normal thing. You know, I want to do it where maybe we're all on stage at once. Or I did this show once where maybe we'll do this. And this is funny where I had, I called it the awkward questions show. Mm -hmm. And I had a bucket of like, and I wrote a bunch of questions in it (laughs) in the bucket. And then I'd pull them out and read. And every, before every song, you had every, like I had like two or three musicians on stage. And they had to pull out out a question and and answer it. And then. Play the next song Like before every song That would be fun We'll do that Yeah That'd be fun yeah. Making so. a deck of Like awkward question cards Yeah And then I also let people Just like I There was paper and pen So they could write them During the show And just drop them in the bucket too 
you could know. do like apples to apples, but with a song, where like everyone has like a deck. Yeah. And then and then like you you put like the word that goes with, uh, like the adjective that goes with the song or like Ooh. the. I kind of know. Where, I kind of know what you're getting. I think we should try this. I like. And this. then, uh, yeah, and then whoever the songwriter picks, like whatever, like whatever. Like they have to guess like what you were going for by picking that song. Well, so, but you get like you have a deck of like and you could even do it with, like apples to apples cards yeah no, where it's I'm like good. and then they you you draw and you have like a like you have like five cards in your hand it might be like um you know tom cruise or a chicken wing yeah or, yeah or, which i don't know if this works we probably need different cards but then you you know you like you all five players down and then yeah. the songwriter will pick pick one and you like play it i like it well play to 20 like turning it into a into a, a card game. Oh, we could do like Cards Against Humanity too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you could do like Songs Against Humanity or like Songs Against Humanity. I don't know how success, like that's kind of uh, the opposite of. We could we could do Cards Against Humanity and then like write a, a spontaneous song with something that gets picked or something. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's like talk, pick, I want to talk more about this. this yeah, is, we this should. Is, I mean, I think it'd be great Actually, to do I'm like, very excited about this. To do like a Cards Against Humanity, but like with songwriters and you, yeah. and you play songs. I think that there's Songwriting some, Against Humanity? Yeah. I, that could be a fun like day long thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think we can advertise that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be like a private thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is good. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Never coming. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Make sure you check out Luke's new album. It's really, it's just great, man. He's he worked really hard on it. I was actually there, as you heard in the interview, um, for uh, some of the creation of the songs. Um, you know, he's he's just he's one of the hardest working guys I know, and um, I catch a show if you can uh, he's in LA just he's doing a decent amount of touring so go and get on his mailing list and uh, follow him around uh, you know be one of his his uh, his social media followers too he's got a lot of those these days so uh, thanks for listening if you were thinking about yourself well I loved hearing Luke I want to hear more of Luke and Dave you can do that you can actually go to episode oh what episode is it I'm actually not sure but um there is another episode if you just go to the podcast stream. I think it's like 47, maybe 40 something um, with Luke. And that was the first interview we did. And this is his second time on the show. So uh, thanks again. Make sure you go review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, and until next time, go make great art. My brain has been three days. God, I'm going ground